everybody. Welcome to the Life's Accessories podcast. I am Rachel Levy-Lesser. And I am Stephanie Goldstein. And this is Life's Accessories, a podcast about accessories, clothing, fashion, and the stories behind them. We are not fashion designers. We most certainly are not. And we are not even what some may call fashionistas or fashion magazine editors, although I did really enjoy working for InStyle Magazine many years ago. And as you know, Rach, I'm a big fan of the September issue of Vogue. Same. I mean, who isn't? (laughs) We are two friends who love to accessorize and who remember what we wore on pretty much every meaningful occasion. And that's what we're here to talk about today. And you can follow us on Instagram at Life's Accessories Podcast and also on Facebook and TikTok. Well, today we have a very special guest. She is a talented interior designer. She's also a very awesome writer. We love her style. Um, She's a wife. She's a mother and an all-around great person. And full disclosure, I have known her since she was a little girl. And so I'm very proud of her and I'm thrilled of all her successes. And I'm going to let Stephanie read you the very formal bio of Arielle. And then we're going to actually talk to Arielle. Excellent. This is where I go into serious podcast voice. Um, Ariel Oaken is the founder of her eponymous interior design firm, Ariel Oaken Interiors, a New York-based full-service interior design firm specializing in luxury, residential, commercial, and hospitality projects across the country. Ariel has designed for celebrities such as Lena Dunham and Sarah Foster, as well as the headquarters for brands like Goop, Maisonette, and Minnow Swim. Ariel established her firm in 2016 and has since been featured and profiled in Architectural Digest, El Decor, House Beautiful, Domino, Vogue, The Wall Street Journal, New York Magazine, and more. Ariel is also a contributing writer to Vogue, Architectural Digest, and Domino, and in 2020 launched her editorial and e-commerce platform, Fenimore Lane, which covers all aspects of the living vertical. Fenimore Lane's most popular feature, the Talk Shop Q&A series, has profiled more than 200 creatives in the world of interiors, fashion, the arts, and more. And Ariel is a mom of two daughters and lives in New York with her husband, daughters, and golden doodle, Charlie. Wow. Welcome, Ariel. My goodness. (laughs) My goodness. Wow, what have you the not done? The first time I've heard amazing. my bio like read, and I want to like go oh, ahead. <laughs> what a what a pleasure and honor to read that biography. You are incredible. Thank you, thank you for having me. We're, we're so delighted. we're so happy to have you. Um, and as um, our listeners can tell from your bio, you're a very talented designer. We have a lot to discuss about design. But today we first want to know what is the accessory or item from your jewelry box, your closet um, that you want to talk about today? And can you tell us a little bit about that particular particular accessory? Yes. So I have a brooch that was given to me by my grandmother. It's my great grandmother's, my maternal great grandmother's. Um, and it's in the shape of like a like a really pretty leaf that looks like it's kind of blowing in the wind and it has three tiny little diamonds on it. And my grandmother gave it to me on my 25th birthday, right before I got married. And I wore it on my veil and I never met my great grandmother, whose name was Annie. Um, It was Anna, but everybody called her Annie. 
Um, but I always felt really connected to her and I've heard so many stories about her and I'm really short. I'm four eleven, and she was four nine. <laughs> um, so you're tall compared to her, right? Giant yes. power over her, right? Yeah. And everyone in my family on my mom's side, besides my mom and my maternal great grandmother, is tall. Like my grandmother's five nine, my aunts are like five ten, um, and so I always felt this like kind of kindred connection to her. Yeah. And I never met her. And then when I had my daughter, my second daughter, I, I named her after her. So my daughter's name is Annie. So nice. So nice. I love that. Well, well, our um, listeners can't see us, but this part of it can go up on YouTube. You inspired us. Stephanie and I are wearing pins right now. (laughs) No, I love it. It makes me so happy. Yes. Yes. I'm wearing one. I have a strong line of, of women in my family. This was my mother's mother. It's like these little birds that are sort of kissing each other and they have little stones on them. And I was telling Stephanie before we got on that, I feel like pins or, and first of all are they brooches or brooches what yeah are we that's what them? we want to get to the bottom of that that's a really because good question. we we go back and forth we don't know <laughs> is we it don't a know. brooch or a brooch or a brooch that's a really good question i don't know how do we want what do we want to call it i this? feel like the queen of england may she rest in peace would know and we can't ask yeah, her i know, I know. Yeah. i feel like i need to google google translate when it can like say it for you brooch or brooch brooch yeah. or brooch I think we should just use them interchangeably. Whatever comes out is acceptable here. How's that? I love how you wore it on your veil because I was telling Stephanie before I was actually at a bar mitzvah over the weekend and I was noticing all these, I'll say young women our age were wearing these brooches, brooches, pins, whatever you want to call them. And I was just thinking how timely because we're going to be interviewing Ariel about this. <laughs> and I really think we all need to get these out and wear them. And I love how you wore it on your wedding day in the veil, not necessarily as it traditionally would have been worn. Yeah. It kind of looked like it was like flying almost on my veil. I wore it at the top and I had like a really airy um, veil that was like kind of like a gauzy tool that went really long. Um, And it looked really pretty on there, but I, I, I'm afraid to wear it every day because I'm afraid that it's going to fall so old. Um, so I need to get it like reworked somehow so that I, I make sure that it can fasten appropriately. So it's not falling off if I wear it. Do you think you'd wear it if you, if you had I it? Would. Sort of, yeah. It's such a special, meaningful piece to me. And I also, I agree. I think it's such a cool, it's like kind of an irreverent accessory. Um, and I feel like if you're, you're wearing one, it's like almost like quirky, but in the best way, like it can dress up a sweater. It can dress up a top in a really nice way. Um, so I would totally wear it. I just need to get it fixed so that it doesn't fall. (laughs) It's so funny because my mom has a bunch of brooches, brooches, and and the one I'm wearing that our listeners cannot see is a, it's a bumblebee. It's a gold bumblebee. And the the top of it has a flower, which is, you know, a diamond in the center with little sapphires and a circle around the outside, a little halo. And then the eyes are two little rubies. I mean, it's, It's just, I just, I have such memories of my mother wearing it when I was a little girl. And it's just, it's just so important to me. I don't wear it much at all, um, but maybe I should start wearing it. I think we're starting a trend. I think so. (laughs) I think we are. That's why. Bring out the brooches, ladies. (laughs) It's time for the brooches. I mean, listen, we all watched the coverage of the queen's funeral and there were some brooches. I mean, a lot. 
big ones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I just, like beyond amazing ones too. Crazy. I know we're going to try to get, um, princess Kate on the show. Right. I mean, come on. Oh yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. I'm sure she'll come on for sure. <laughs> um, it's so nice how you named your, um, daughter, Annie for your great grandmother. And, um, do you, I mean, you obviously have this strong line of women in your family. Do you think about passing on some of the accessories to your girls? Um, oh my God. Yeah. I think about that all the time. Like things that I wear now I'm like, Oh, will they wear this one day? Or will they like this one day? Or even things like, like my mom always wears, um, angel perfume, the Moogler perfume. And I, I can't smell that without immediately like thinking she's in the room. Like I, I'll like yeah. around. Um, and I wear it and like, will my girls think that about me? Like I, it's, it's those types of things that I think get kind of passed down. Um, and my mom is super close with her mother. Who's my grandmother, who I'm super close with. Who's an amazing. I mean, you know her, she's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I do. I know mean, I am smiling when I'm thinking about, it and I'm trying to like, remember what your mom's perfume smelled like, because there is such a clear sense of, I think smell with memory yeah. and yeah. also these accessories. Yeah. Our, our, we have two labradoodles. Our second one joined us uh, during the pandemic, but shortly after my mother passed away and growing up, she wore Chloe perfume. And guess what? Our dog's name is Chloe oh, after her. Geez. Yeah. Yeah. I no, love absolutely. That. Oh. Those associations are just so strong. I actually keep a, a bottle of my mom's perfume on my bureau. That's really special. I That's love so that. awesome. I love or that. a little weird, but no, it's, no, it it's special. No. I feel it like is. scent scent really brings visceral memories faster than anything yes. else I think yeah. it's funny you, that you, no yeah, go, ahead. go ahead I was gonna say do you ever incorporate when you're I want to hear more about your your design work and what influences you but do you as a designer ever incorporate scent into your sometimes work? we will gift candles that I think are like appropriate for the house like the smell mm-hmm. um I really love any diptyque like scent um, and Erin has really great candles too that we'll gift around the holidays. Erin has a really good holiday candle that we gift. Um, nice. But that's sort of, I wonder if that's something we should, it's like a real 360 experience. I yeah. think we should start considering that more. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking about um, your work in design. And by the way, um, our listeners should definitely go check out uh, your Instagram. Can you tell us what that Instagram is? Is it Ariel Oaken? It's Ariel Oaken. Yeah. It's I mean, I am, you should be thanking me, but I'm also sorry because you're going <laughs> to spend the rest of your day <laughs> sucked Thank into you. this beautiful Instagram because <laughs> it's just amazing, beautiful. Thank you so much wallpaper and design all the details and just knowing you but also hearing you talk about your great-grandmother's brooch I'm calling it a brooch now um because I can't say brooch brooch pin it's too much um but I I think that's just a really good example of the way you personally from telling us have been able to incorporate tradition into sort of your modern life but talk to us a little bit how you've been able to do that with your design, because just from looking at your Instagram and learning about a lot of your work, I think what makes it so unique is that you're able to incorporate, well, tell us, I guess, how you would describe your work. Cause I see it as incorporating the old with the new mm-hmm. and it's really unique. Yes. That's exactly 
it. And it makes me really happy that you can see that from, from our portfolio images, because it's important to me. Um, I think having a traditional base is sort of what we're known for. And then we mix in things like contemporary artwork, contemporary lighting, um, to kind of give it that younger, fresher edge. Um, usually, like I would say 80% of our clients are young families who love a traditional look, but want it fresher and, and updated for the way they live. Um, and, you know, there's a million ways you can do that, like performance fabrics and making sure, especially for families that have really young kids, like no sharp corners and all the things mm -hmm. that you have to think about. Yeah. But incorporating it in a way where the design still feels like it could have been done, you know, 50 years ago or today, and it still will look timeless. Um, that's really the most important thing to me is I don't ever want someone to look at a picture of the work we've done and be like, oh, that, that was, that was so 2020 or so 2019, or, mm -hmm. um, I want, you know, to be able to look at our work and hopefully the ultimate goal is that it can kind of transcend time a little bit. So, um, so in terms of trends and what you're seeing, um, and, and in terms of how you mix the old with the new. Are there trends that you're saying, well, that's that's really neat, that's cool, I'm gonna work that into the work I'm doing? Are there trends where you say, nope, that doesn't work with my my style, with my aesthetic? I try typically to stay away from stuff that you see a lot on Instagram, just because I feel like Instagram can inundate all of us so quickly. And yes. by the <laughs> time you've seen something, like. And it could be over the course of a week and you see, you know, the same gray room with white, you know, something <laughs> yeah. it is, and then it's like, you're like, oh, and then you get over it. And so it's, and it can, and it doesn't have to be any particular type of style. It can be any style in any, it runs the gamut, but Instagram right. has kind of almost, it's a double-edged sword. It can amplify, you know, vendors that you've never seen before and help you find really wonderful and amazing things, but it can also visually tire you out from things that are really beautiful um but that just like somehow get tired because they're so repetitive on online so that's something that I find to be frustrating because it can kind of make things feel played out but something that I've been using a lot of lately I would say is like textured white plaster um mm -hmm. I'm using a lot of textured white plaster in different ways whether it's like a kind of a 70s style coffee table or a more angular modern lighting picture, like a chandelier um, with some hard edges, but that's a finish that we've been using a lot of lately. That's very cool. It's funny. I think so that's neat. something that we talk about here on Life's Accessories, Stephanie and myself and with other guests is in terms of like fashion and accessories. I mean, I always feel like, and I learned this probably from my mother and my grandmother and my aunt who Ariel knows yeah. that you never want to look like everyone else, which means like, you don't want to look like everyone else's Instagram feed, right? Yeah, right. 100%. Right. So that's why it's okay to wear two green birds with little stones on them that are kissing each other on my <laughs> yes. sweater on, yes. a, on a Monday afternoon, right? A hundred percent. I yes. feel like that's like what gives you personal style. Like not mm -hmm. being afraid to not look like everyone else and not being afraid for your house to look different than all the other houses or, um, you know, to be, you know, everybody my age, especially out where I live in Westchester, everybody's house is like gray and super contemporary. Right. <laughs> totally. Right. That's why and I love house, what you do. Yeah. Yeah. Our house there... is like 
patterns and colors and we have like English mm-hmm. roll arm sofas and like people might think I'm weird and have granny teeth but that's okay because I think it looks great <laughs> is there a signature accessory that you weave into every home that you decorate like that's, um, that's the Ariel special if you will <laughs> I love to use I like um vintage Suzani throws and vintage like Kantha fabrics things like that because I feel okay. like you can layer those a lot and you can tie a whole color palette together with one of them so um, I'll, I like to find them. I look at them on like Etsy or eBay or Cherish and I find them and you can find them for like nothing. And they're yeah. so beautiful and they're all hand woven and they're so pretty. And they, some, some of the color palettes are amazing. And so you can really like tie everything together by draping one over the back of a sofa or mm-hmm. um, framing one or something like that. So we use a lot of a lot of those vintage textiles, I feel like are something we use a lot in this project. <laughs> that is, is so it, cool. It, it is yeah. cool. Is it true? You can never have too many throw pillows or toss or, or um, totally. blankets. Okay, good. Yeah, okay. I'm going to make sure my husband hears this. I was yeah. just going to say my husband, every time he walks into a room, he's like, how many pillows do I have to take I off before I sit on the couch? And they, and they never put them back the right way ever. No, ever. ever. But you know right. what? What if somebody like, isn't comfortable and needs something behind their back. Like you can never have enough in the way of potentially making someone comfortable. I think. There you go. When you go into (laughs) a new client. So you were just saying about how, I mean, obviously we've all seen, you know, that not to poo poo anybody's houses, but my, my daughter once famously a million years ago was in someone's house and she thought she was in someone else's house because it was the same. (laughs) And that's okay. And that's fine. Totally. Totally. That became a famous story, but, um, how do, when you meet a new client and I want to hear about some of the really cool projects you've done, like the goop offices or things like that, like, how do you incorporate what they're saying versus not making it look like the last project you did, or maybe what their friend's office or home looks like? Yeah. That's always tricky. Um, because my main goal, whenever I start a project is I want the space to look like the owner. I want it to reflect the owner. And I want whoever walks in there to be like, oh, this is so you guys. And then maybe they, they think it's beautiful. And they ask later, like, did you work with a designer? But I don't want someone to walk in and be like, oh, this is so Ariel. This is right. Right. Um, so I really try when we first sign a client, we have a creative brief meeting and I ask them to send us inspiration images of things that they like. And then we'll take those and build it into a whole presentation and we'll make mood boards with inspiration images for every single room in the house. And we'll walk through that with the client. It's like a two and a half hour meeting. And that's where we really get the download of like, how are they going to use these rooms? What's the goal of every room? How are we going to lay them out? The furniture plans, like all of that kind of like the guts of our work is like comes from that meeting. Um, And that helps inform how we kind of pick everything and how it looks different. And then also shopping vintage and antique um, is a great way to differentiate between projects because you're finding one of a kind pieces mm-hmm. no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what makes something really special. I feel like that goes for for clothes too. Like if you can find like really cool vintage pieces, then you won't look like everyone else. We want to come you with go. you on your next I know. Uh, vintage There's There's a place up here called um, it's in Stanford. It's like huge. And they have like a million different vendors and it's all antique shops. 
next time you're in Orlando. You'll come. I definitely will. I, I mean, Stephanie, and I love that kind of stuff. And yeah. that's one of the things, one of the reasons, you know, we decided to launch this podcast because there's just so many unique items from people's closets and also from people's mm-hmm. homes that bring you right back. And by the way, Stephanie, when we, um, design our own podcast studio, right? We'll have to have Ariana. Yes, absolutely. I would yeah. love that. Yeah. Um, what's a typical work day like for you? And also, are you like accessorizing in, in that kind of a work day in terms of what you're wearing? And you do you wear special pieces to special meetings or things like that? It's so funny. I, my wardrobe is so streamlined. I like almost have like a, like a uniform. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm like, I wear high-waisted jeans with a belt and I either am in like a white t-shirt and a cardigan or a striped t-shirt and a sweater of some sort. And I, I, I do, I'm a coat like hoarder. Mm-hmm. Um, coats are like my thing. Like my husband thinks I'm nuts. Like I have so many different coats and like, there's a coat for every occasion. <laughs> my mom was uh, a coat nut. That's I love funny. That. Oh my God. They Too. really can like transform an outfit. Like mm-hmm. you could be wearing loafers, a t-shirt and jeans, and you throw on like the most incredible coat. And then you look, you look so fabulous because the coat, right. it, it's like the, the architecture to your outfit. Um, so coats are like my thing and bags. I do love bags. Um, but during we have the- a whole episode yeah. on bags. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to hear it. Yeah. I mean, you could do a whole season on bags. Oh yeah. We, we really could actually. Yeah. We recorded something just Stephanie and me on our first big girl bag that we bought for ourselves after working. That. Yeah. That's that was amazing. a big deal. Yeah. And I, I don't even know if we can get her started on the fanny pack belt bag. Cause that's, oh, <laughs> It's controversial. It's controversial. It's really controversial. We can't. We can't. It no, is really can't. controversial. Yeah. I actually, yeah. I ended up caving and getting one because I have a three-year-old mm-hmm. and a six-month-old and I can't, mm-hmm. like, I just, like, need easy access to my things. Like, we get it. It's okay. Up, but I hate it because it's, like, the antithesis of, like, anything that's beautiful, but it's very functional. <laughs> we get it. We've worked through this. Yeah, we have yeah. worked through it, but, but here's a, but how are you wearing it? Are you wearing it? I knew you were going to ask oh, that. I wear it across. You wear it across. I wear it across. across. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm not wearing it like okay. an actual. Okay. Like an That's actual completely legit. Right. Yeah. No, I, okay. can't, I can't bring myself to, to actually. I feel like I need to be forgiving about this whole right. belt bag thing. You do. They're not you attractive. Do. They're really no. not an attractive bag, but like. I, so I do pick up and drop off and all of that. So I'm like, I'm like some, someone today, I, I had a work call today with another mom who works too. And she was like, being a working mom is like ping pong all day. Yeah. yeah. She was like, cause like you just, I was running late for my call because my daughter stepped in a puddle because it's really gross here today. And so I came home, I had to change her. She was so yucky. And then I had to like <laughs> hop on this other call and she was like, it's just ping pong all day. And that's you need a fanny pack bag for ping pong. Yeah. And I now that we call do. it a belt bag, it's do. okay. Belt it's been bags. rebranded. It has been real- rebranded. Right. That's yeah. true. That was that was marketing genius right there. <laughs> it's a right? triggering issue for Stephanie. It's it a really little triggering. Is. It really is. But i I'm, I'm working through it still. Apparently. I'm gonna think of you every time I put that on now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And we'll think of you get one. I'm gonna have to get one. (laughs) And we think of you every time we see a brooch now because I'm seriously I'm gonna start to wear them more. I really am. They're so cool, especially on a sweater. Like I think if like how you're you're both wearing them on like a beautiful blouse or a sweater, like I think that's the way to go with them. And Stephanie has her pearls. She's a pearl girl. 
I am a pearl I girl. Too. I am. Yeah. I, I am. am. Can you tell us about some of the cool projects you're working on now or some of the yeah. stuff you have coming up? Yeah. Um, so we are, we have seven active projects right now all over. Um, so we have, we just finished a house in New Canaan, which is beautiful. And the client is a young mom. She has two boys that are around my girl's age. Um, and she was great. She just, she knew what she wanted and, um, she didn't even make any tweaks. Like she showed us inspiration images. We did the presentation and she was like, that's great. Let's do it. Which is so, wow. Rare. Wow. So, so, so rare. Um, she was a dream client, just so nice and, and really awesome and like enjoyed the process, which is always really fun. Um, and then we have another client like that. We, we have two projects in Southampton. One, um, the client is super into like bidding on things at auction and she loves vintage shopping and she's really funky taste and she's great taste. And she was really, really fun to work with. Um, and then we did another house, the other house in Southampton was like another young mom who has kids around my kid's age. And that was really fun too. Cause she's really busy working mom. She works in finance and she's, she was so great to work with and so nice. And she was just so happy to like have this home to come home to. Um, and they really use it as a family space. Like they're going to do Thanksgiving there. And, um, so it's always really gratifying to me to see people using their homes, like I want people to live and love and have mm-hmm. fun in their homes and not be afraid to drink wine in the living room and um, to not be afraid to to use their rooms. You see my dog, he's yelling at me trying to get out. Ah, so cute. They're so cute. Adorable. Adorable. That, I love what you said about, you know, not being afraid to drink wine in the rooms because I, mm-hmm. I feel that way too about our house and I know Stephanie does too, but also about... Mm-hmm the the items we have in our jewelry box and yep. in our because if you're saving it for a special occasion what are you saving it for just wear it right. you know yeah totally like what's the barometer of like what's special enough to use something exactly exactly no houses are meant to be lived in right totally yeah. and so like I, the social yeah. things we have can be repurposed like you don't need a fancy event to wear something like a piece of jewelry. You could wear it with jeans and a t-shirt or like our brooches, <laughs> our exactly. brooches and our brooches. Exactly. Yes. That's right. This is right. inspiring me. Actually. I mean, Stephanie and I have bonded over <laughs> losing our moms young and Ariel knew my mom. And this is, I mean, I, before my mom died, she actually took me to the bank box and we went through all the jewelry and there was a really pretty pair of, they were like dangling earrings with gold fringe and they had a diamond in them that were my grandmother's. Mm. And my grandmother used to wear them to parties and fancy occasions. And my mom looked at them and she was really sick. And she said to me, I would just wear these with jeans. I'm like, that's what she was telling me. And you know what? I do. I love and that. So it's stuff like that, that you have to remember even to put on a pin. And I love how to bring it back to you, how you wore the pin on your veil and hopefully you'll, you'll get it secured and yeah. Annie can wear it one day or Sophie. Yeah. Or- exactly. Exactly. Those things have to be passed down there there are so many beautiful stories behind these things totally and the lifespan of these items is amazing like they've lived so many lives they've Mm -hmm. been out in the 50s and they're out now like they've they they've seen all different eras of socialization and they all somehow come back in style too like cocktail rings back. exactly we're we're breaking the news here that brooches are back in style they are yeah for sure 
Um, so I mentioned that people can follow you on Instagram, which definitely check Ariel Oaken out. Are there other places, your website you want to mention or? Yeah. So we have an editorial site um, that we do a lot of, we do all kinds of things, but we do interviews of creatives and we um, write about interiors and style and cooking and all types of things. So that is called Fenimore Lane. Um, and you can find that on Instagram and then also just spendamorelane.com. And that's named after the street I grew up on. I knew it. Love it. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> we know something about naming stuff after streets too. We sure yeah. do. We sure yeah. do. <laughs> Definitely had a side gig. Um, so speaking of that though, I know just to get back to it, you also, you are a writer um, too, and you've written a lot before. Did you go to school for writing or journalism? I did. Or- yeah. I went to undergrad for journalism. Okay. Um, I went to GW, the school of media and public affairs, and I, um, major in journalism. And then I thought I was going to be in public affairs. Um, and I got my master's at Columbia in like a track in public affairs. And then I started working after graduating at Edelman and I was incredibly miserable. Um, but yeah, I do have like a, my, my education background is in, is in writing. Cause so Stephanie got, got her master's into, in journalism right. too. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. But so what, what got you into design? Did you, is that when you made the switch? I, I started doing it on the side for fun. Friends would come okay. over and they'd be like, Oh, I love your apartment. Can you help me with mine? And I was like yeah. 22 when I moved to the city. So mm-hmm. Through those years, it was like my friends started to move in with their boyfriends and then Mm -hmm. like, you know, they were getting their first apartment on their own. So everybody would kind of come over and ask for advice. And then I kind of realized pretty quickly that I, I was spending more time doing that. And I wasn't even getting paid at that point to do it. It was just for friends than anything else. Like I loved it. Um, So I did it on the side for like two and a half years um, while working my day job. And then I, I built up a book that was big enough where I was like, okay, if, if I quit my job, at least I know I have enough business lined up for six right. months. And if it doesn't work, I can find another job. But like, I had enough where I felt like, okay, I can try it for six months. Um, and it worked. <laughs> well, talk about, talk about following something where you can have fun, where work doesn't feel like work. Right. I mean, it's yeah. hard work. It's hard work, but um, you're just inspiring. You're incredible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what you've accomplished it just it goes to show how passionate you are about what you do and the love that you're putting into your work and as as evidenced by all of your accomplishments so just so impressive so So neat so neat to hear your story thank you yeah we loved we love talking to you and we're gonna post we're gonna link to um instagram for ariel oaken and for fenimore lane um because i'm telling you our listeners you're gonna get sucked in so get ready yeah um because it is (laughs) carving out some time everybody i feel like you're overhyping me now i'm like no (laughs) no, you're not i mean i can be on like an instagram just on instagram whatever and a story will come up the story for Ariel Oak and it'll suck me in. Then I'll be like, this, and then I'll see she did this. And just I, lately I've been getting sucked into your kids room work, which I guess it's because my kids are older now they're teenagers and I won in college. So I look back on that and I'm like, oh, that was so much fun to do. <laughs> yeah. Favorite, kids rooms are my favorite to design too. Cause they're, just, they? they're fun and playful and you can take chances in kids rooms that you can't in other rooms, which is really fun. That's true. That's and true. I feel like the work you do in kids room, it's, it's so creative and it's not what used to be kids rooms, you know, kids rooms used to be pink or blue or baby. Yeah. It's not like that anymore. Or not I, at least what you're doing. I don't want like your home is the biggest investment that you make. So I don't want you to do something where your kid's going to grow out of it in two years. Right. Um, Smart. 
So I always try to make rooms that can kind of grow in tiers. Like they can, you know, you swap the crib out eventually and a, and a big boy or big girl bag can fit in there nicely. And then, you know, like it doesn't need too much swapping to get it from like two to 12. Right. Um, which is our goal. Oh, that's smart. My son Fantastic. had bunk beds for way too long. My son's like six, two now and his <laughs> legs were, fun. and I was like, dude, we got to get rid of this. Yeah. <laughs> it's really this funny. So fun. Well, I feel like we could talk to you forever. Um, I know this is so fun. I want to like come see you guys in person. Well, we'll figure we, that out. We'll we figure will. that out. And we'll ask you tips about our houses and we'll go through exactly. our jewelry boxes together. That's right. Um, but, um, you know, we're going to drop this episode for sure. Look at us dropping. We're, we're so in the podcast <laughs> vernacular, but we are going to, we are going to link to all your stuff so people can find you and keep up on you. Um, you. and it was just such a pleasure to talk to you today. Thank you so yes. much for coming thank on. Thank you so much. Oh my God. Thank you for having me. This was really, really this fun. This Lots of fun. Thank it you. It was great. Thanks to our listeners. And if you like what you're hearing now, please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. And we will talk to you next time on the Life Accessories podcast. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye.